Welcome to Hawk Talk. I'm Lindsay Moore, and once again, I'm joined by Nick Thompson. Welcome, Nick. Thanks, Lindsay. Good to be with you as always. Yes, uh, new exciting format for this episode. Um, we're going to change the format for the off-season. We have no football being played, so there's no results to report on, no functions coming up, no, no real activity around the club. So we're just going to go out and find some interesting guests, people, people that would be of interest to our uh, members of our club. Our first one this week is going to be Cara Henderson from the Hawthorne Football Club. She's a local girl. She went to Caulfield Grammar. Uh, she's a latecomer to football, who, but who's, was an inaugural member of the Box Hill Hawks women's team and uh, has also played down at the Eastern Devils. So we look forward to talking to her. Yeah, that's exciting. A very capable young lady from all reports on and off the field. Our guest for this episode is Cara Henderson, a founding member of the Box Hill Hawks women's VFL team, which is now the Hawthorne WVFL team. Nick and I are going to have a chat with her about how she made her way to the Hawks, get her thoughts on missing the 2020 season and her preparation for 2021 and some thoughts about her AFLW ambitions. Welcome to Hawk Talk, Cara. Thank you, Lindsay. It's good to be here. Tell us a little bit about yourself, just so that the listeners know a little bit about your background. Yep. So um, as you've said, I play football for Hawthorne and I have done for the past few years now. I'm 23. I've just recently graduated from uni studying biomedicine. Congratulations. Thank you. Very good. Other than that, I do a bit of coaching through schools and junior footy clubs and I work part-time at Bunnings. How's that going at the moment with the, uh, the current lockdown? Well, the coaching side of things has died off so I haven't had any of that this year unfortunately but Bunnings has been booming believe it or not we've been very busy the past few months and even now with the with the lockdown there's still lots to do with online orders and stuff the coaching you've said is off this year obviously it's off this season what had what what age groups had you been coaching and you said school and some club stuff yeah, so um, I've been coaching at Caulfield Grammar School for a few years now. I was coaching the um, the senior girls Willis Hill team last season. Was meant to do the same this season. Got a couple of sessions in early, but not much. Outside of that, I've been coaching for um, the Hawthorne Next Generation squads so I was the head coach for the under 13 girls there and also helped coach the under 16 girls and I've done some work with Oakley Chargers in the past as well um, with the under 15 boys development program there. And Lindsay you may not be aware Cara had actually was going to join me and coach the under 16 girls a few years ago but you can see from that schedule why it, it was all a bit too much to put on the plate so yeah yeah I was hoping to come down and help you um at the at the Hawks Junior Footy Club but yeah it did it did all get a bit too much when the commitments kind of piled up at the time. Now it sounds as though you've thrown yourself right into football 
coaching and playing, etc. My understanding is that you were a latecomer to football. You didn't start till you were about 18 or 19. What was it that made you decide to give football a try? Yeah, so um, I grew up playing basketball and doing athletics. And I loved both of those sports. But I guess growing up, I didn't really know that footy was kind of an, an option for me to play. I've always been a massive Hawthorne supporter, so I'd always go to the footy with my family and kick in the backyard or at um, lunchtime at school um, and loved kicking the footy, always grew up um, like just recreationally playing with friends and whatnot. And then when I turned, I would have been 18 or 19 when I first first got into it, um, I actually saw an ad on Facebook for this um, like kind of talent identification day where you could go along well apply to go along and trial to try and get into the AFL Vic Academy so I applied for that and was lucky enough to be able to go along and trial and yeah that was the start for me. So where did you go from there so you you went through that trial made it through that so did you go straight there to the Box Hill Hawks? So from that, I, I did get accepted into the AFL Vic Academy. So that was 2016-17. So for about a year there, I really developed my football skills. I was quite lucky to get in. I think it really helped having that background in athletics. I was quite fit. I could run and had those kind of capabilities that some of the other girls maybe didn't. But that academy really helped me to build football skills, learn game sense, foot skills, hand skills, everything that I had missed out on growing up. What um, what ages were they? Was that so? Two thousand sixteen was that a um, still a junior or was that a senior team? It was it was senior, so um, it was an open thing. Yeah, I was eighteen when I first started them. That was right when it was all sort of about to start, wasn't it? So when we had the couple of expo games on at the G and... Yep, it was right around that time where the, in the heart of it when everyone was starting to get excited about it. Yeah, so you went, went through the academy. How did you then make your way to the, well, what was called the Box Hill Hawks at that time? What was your pathway to get there? Um, so a similar process, actually. I also saw an ad on Facebook for... Um, tryouts down at Waverley Park. You spend too much time on Facebook. Yeah, sounds like it. <laughs> but I've been pretty lucky to get through it <laughs> that way, I think. I was about to say, we've got to keep inviting more girls down to the Hawks via Facebook, Lindsay. You should, it works. <laughs> <laughs> That's the successful way to do it. Um, and I was lucky also um, through the academy, they kind of had a connection with some of the VFL clubs and really helped us to... Um, get into that trialling process and be able to show off um, the, the skills that we'd built up over that time. So I know you've played games with the Eastern Devils and I know you've played games with, with the Hawks. So is there a relationship between the Eastern Devils and, and Hawthorne or, or did you start playing at the Eastern Devils before you ended up at Hawthorne? So I, I ended up at Hawthorne first. So I went through that trial process and ended up doing pre-season with them. Um, and then I needed to find a local club. Um, my first local club was actually Knox Falcons. 
um, which I joined because a lot of the girls at Hawthorne um, played at Knox. So I went along with them, played there for a season. Um, and then we got kind of a new influx of players at Hawthorne and a lot of them played at Eastern Devils, um, which is we train and play very close to Waverley Park. And I decided to switch over to that club. Has there been many of those girls that you first sort of went into the Hawks with who have now gone on and who are in the AFLW? I know there's Julia uh, Crockett-Gills has made her way in this season is, um, and is doing, has done, did really well at the Cats for the games that they played. Any, any others that you know of? Yeah, there has been quite a lot. Um, last year, like the last draft, I think we had seven girls drafted, which was the highest of any BFL team. I don't want to accidentally miss names, but like you said, there was Julia, um, Tamara Luke, Chantella Pereira, Talia Redan, lots of, lots of, Jade Van Dyke, lots of players, yeah, seven last year and the year before, I think it was six or so as well, and to lots of different clubs. Okay. And what, um, uh, the likelihood and prospects. What's the what's what are we going to have to do to get Cara Henderson to be one of those girls drafted? I wish you could tell me, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the goal. Yeah, working towards that. Um, I was hoping this season to get get some exposure and get another full season out on the ground playing for the Hawks to develop and to get. Uh, hopefully get some attention and maybe maybe move to the next stage. But I think for now, the way that any of that will happen is just to keep training, doing what I can by myself until it does come back. So what have you been doing to try and keep yourself fit and prepared to start playing football whenever that's going to be? Um, now it looks as though it'll be 2021. I've been doing lots of running. Um, so I've been trying to do probably four sessions a week. I'll do a long run, so five to ten k on one of them. Another one, I'll do a hill session, some hill sprints, do some interval work and sprints at the at the local oval. Lots of stuff like that. And then I've also been trying to get into some body weight time kind of strength exercises that I probably wouldn't have done before but are actually really helpful now that I don't have access to a gym. Has uh, Hawthorne given you a program for you to follow? Uh, Initially uh, we did have a program for the first couple of months um, and then as it became increasingly more likely that the season would be cancelled that kind of tapered off and they let let, um, all the players kind of do their own thing and decide whether they want to continue training or not. They didn't want to put that pressure on us without the season going ahead. Sorry, correct me if I'm wrong. There would have been cuts as far as staffing goes, I assume. So, yeah, I I presume that a lot of the whoever would have been writing the strength and conditioning programs and a few other bits and pieces that those support staff wouldn't have, would have been stood down, I presume. Yeah, that's right. So that's that's been the other difficult thing. Um, even when they were giving us programs um, early on in the in the pandemic, most of the staff were stood down and were still um, putting in that effort to to try and help us out and give us something to kind of go off. 
but yeah, it's been very difficult for for the staff and the players, I think, trying to keep the motivation through that. You had a new coach this year, didn't you, Beck Goddard? Yeah, that's right. Is she one of the ones that got stood down as well? I think she's one of the... I could be wrong, but I think she's one of the very few that have been able to keep keep their um, job. So there's been a couple that have. Did you get to do any sessions with Beck Goddard before the season got cancelled or before the pandemic struck? Yeah, so we had a couple of weeks with Beck before before we it all got called off. She obviously had to move down from Canberra. So she wasn't here for most of our pre-season but she did come down and I think about three weeks before before it all ended, she started coaching us. So we had maybe six sessions with her, um, which was fantastic. It was great to get to know her and her kind of um, direction with training and football, very different to what we were used to. But, yeah, it's still very early days. We haven't had a lot of time with her. At the Hawks, what's your access to the facilities and the... You know, I obviously have worked around there, so I see you on the Oval a lot, but what do you actually get? Um, yeah, how often can you just go down and train and access to the AFL facilities? So we're pretty, we're actually very lucky. Um, as you said, we train on the Oval at Waverley Park and then we also use the upstairs facilities there that the AFL boys use. So we've got the kind of indoor training area there. We have access to the gym there. Um, pretty much any time the AFL boys aren't there or the VFL boys aren't training, we're just coordinated around them. Um, and we also have access to the pool, um, which is really handy. I got into that before before the lockdown because um, I'm not a very good swimmer, but it's very good for, for aerobic fitness. So I was getting into that, which is handy to have that there too. Oh, and the theatre for our game reviews. Yeah, okay. And the rehab facilities um, and or staff, I should say, as well, if you're injured. Yeah, so we've got uh, we've got two physios, Zoe and Simon, who are fantastic. We can go to them for any niggles that we've got. We've also got a club doctor, Laura, who we haven't spent much time with yet because she was new new this year. But yeah, and we've also got. Um, quite a few trainers that come to trainings and games for massages and all of that. Yeah, exciting. You'll be pleased to know, Lindsay, that when the girls' team is on, when the women's team is on and walking up and down those stairs, it's much more well-mannered and polite than when the boys are peacocking around, uh, when the men are coming up and down out onto the training ground, that's for sure. It's a different vibe, isn't it? Yeah, it's interesting. I think girls slash women's football it's played in a much different spirit to what boys and men do. It is. Just listening to some of what you've got to do, like you've just finished a degree, you, you work part-time, you, you're a coach of school teams and, and involved with the uh, Oakley Chargers a bit, plus the VFLW Hawthorne commitments. How do you balance all that and how do you find some time for just being Cara the I just want to sit on the couch girl? Um, I'm not going to lie, it has been difficult at times, especially the first couple of years. I think I was just really excited with everything happening. I'm like, yeah, I want to do that and that and that. 
and yeah, it was. I was under the pump for a couple of years there, trying to fit everything in. There wasn't a lot of um, just Cara time, sitting on the couch and relaxing. But I think as the years have gone on, last year and now this, especially this year, now that we're forced to have a lot of time alone and at home, it's really helped me to have some time to relax. But when I am on the go and doing all of my study and um, work and footy, I love it. I love being on the go all the time and um, being involved with all those kind of things. So you'll be straight back. As soon as the shackles are off, you'll be straight back into a, a as busy a schedule as you can make yourself? I think so. I think uh, I probably will find some time um, just to relax um, when, it, when it does all go back, just because I, I think it is important to have that time to recharge and I've really worked that out now that I've had some of that time but I think I will will be back to most of it again. What are your thoughts on Hawthorne getting into the AFLW and the fact that at the moment the team numbers are going to be restricted for a while? Do you expect Hawthorne to get an AFLW licence in the future? And we've already talked a little bit about your AFLW ambitions. Would it be ideal for you to continue with Hawthorne and then as an AFLW team or would you like to go and move up, I don't know, to the sunny Gold Coast or uh, across to Perth and play with Fremantle, for example? I, th- I think it is frustrating that Hawthorne haven't managed to secure an AFLW team yet. I'm, I'm sure it will happen in the future at some point, but, yeah, we've all been hanging on each year hoping that it might, that it might just come true, but... Um, yeah, it's frustrating, but I do understand that they're trying to taper in the teams and let the competition grow slowly. A little bit frustrating. I would love to play for the Hawks if they did get an AFLW team. Like I said earlier, I've always been a, a fan of the Hawks growing up, so it would be amazing to be able to play with them as an AFL team. You've um, obviously with your coaching with the juniors and your involvement at Caulfield and uh, you've been in it now for a few years. Do you think that the talent pool, you know, is there to expand uh, at, at that pace that we would all love it to? Or do you think the, the softly, softly approach is right? And so what's that next sort of three or four years of talent coming through going to look like and going to do, you know, be compared to what we have now? The talent coming through is incredible. Like you'd probably know by by seeing the girls at your at the Waverley Park Hawks as well that they're getting better and better because there's now opportunities for those girls to um, to train from a young age and to build up their skills. Um, even coaching at Caulfield Grammar, a number of the girls have actually come through to Hawthorne, and there will be more in the future. And even looking at uh, AFLW or even VFLW games, now you can see, looking at the talent, how much it's grown in the past three years. Uh, like when I when I was in the AFL Vic Academy, the standard of our our gameplay and training then was so much lower than than what it is now. And quite a lot of the girls that were in that do play AFLW now. It's yeah, it is growing exponentially. So. On that, as far as the skills and how your training goes, I'm really interested to know when you go out and do your drills, are we hitting lots of targets? Like, does the ball stay off the ground most of the time now? Whereas I, I would imagine three or four years ago that wouldn't have been the case and that 
dramatically then restricts the drills that you can do. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, when we first started, absolutely, it was a bit of um, bit of a mess. But before long, um, we were hidden targets, and it's just getting that um, the time on the field, the time with the ball in your hands, and getting the number of kicks in every session, every week. Um, it really does build up, and I think um, being at Hawks for a few years now, and having Patty Hill as our coach, you could see and the same group of girls pretty much, you can see that develop over the years. Um, and, yeah, in 2018, oh, we went from, in Box Hill Hawks' first year, I don't think they won a game, or they might have won one, I think, and then in the second year um, going on to win the premiership. I think it shows that it is getting a lot better. Just going back to the uh, Hawks winning that premiership, you didn't play in that premiership, did you? But you were at the Eastern Devils then and played in their first division premiership, I think. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, just missed out on the on the um, premiership with the Hawks. I was emergency for that game. I was pretty unlucky. I got an injury, injured my syndesmosis in 2018. Came back with a four finals, um, but didn't get back into the Hawks. Um, side that year but um, was very lucky to be able to play in the finals with the Eastern Devils and like you said Lindsay go on and win win the Div 1 Premiership with them which was an incredible day. How, how big a gap is it do you think between that Southeast Div 1 competition and the VFL is it a is it a huge step to go from one to the other? It is it is a big step um, in saying that though a lot of the girls that do play VFLW when they don't get a game, that's the league they go into. So the talent is there, but it is also a big step up in intensity, in um, how fast-paced it is, um, and, uh, yeah, the impact. It's, it is a big step up. So there's no resis? There's no, like, if, you, if you're not in the ones that... Uh, the Box Hill Hawks, you go and play for whoever your local team is. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. And everyone's local team, you can pick any local team. A lot of the Hawks girls play at Eastern Devils, which is really good because it means we have that, we have game time together, even if we're not on the field with the Hawks. And do then, because of that, do the Hawks support or help in some way the Devils and their program or the, their, their training and coaching or anything, or is it just off you go to com- a completely separate entity? They, they are completely separate entities, but because of the crossover of players, you'd find like a lot of players such as Lou Wadden or Meg Hutchins will go back to training with the Devils and help out with coaching or mentoring players and helping um, helping with the with the program there. So you mentioned um, Lou Watton and uh, Meg Hutchins. Um, they're pretty experienced women footballers. Um, is there anyone at Hawthorne that's sort of taking you under the under their wing to mentor you? Yeah, so um, I can't just name one, but there's definitely been a few girls that have really um, taken me under their wing. Uh, Meg and Lou being two of them, um, 
when I transitioned into playing a, uh, an outside mid or a wing position um, last season, Meg Hutchins really took me under her wing and um, showed me the ropes and helped me basically learn how to play that position. Um, and Lou Watton really helped me in my um, when I first started out. As I was trying to play in the ruck, which didn't didn't um, grow to much. Um, other than that, Tamara Luke, um, who now plays for the Saints, uh, in the first few seasons at the Hawks, I really looked up to her, learnt a lot from her, and also Sarah Perkins, who's now one of my best friends. But um, we did a lot of training together over the off seasons um really helping each other with our weaknesses i think we kind of complemented each other um with what we were good and not so good at and we helped um bring that our standards up on your time there at the hawks speaking of the older or the more mature players that have taken you under your wing and looked after you i that made me think uh, you spent you obviously spent a bit of time in the building Alistair Clarkson's famous for his, uh, well, for his temper at times. He, he's got a, uh, he's pretty well known for that. Have you ever been present uh, when he's been giving a cook to the boys or uh, when he's been in a grumpy mood? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say, thankfully, I haven't been present um, <laughs> when he's lost his temper like that. I think he, he stays pretty quiet when we're around. He <laughs> he doesn't want to show that side of him, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny when uh, when the girls are on the oval, when the women are on the oval, you do get the odd you know person from the neighbourhood who jumps the fence and will have a kick down in the pocket or whatever. If Alistair Clarkson's on the oval, nobody is jumping over that fence under any circumstances. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can completely believe that. <laughs> um, just picking up on that, have you ever had a copter spray from a uh, coach at the Eastern Devils or, or coaches at Hawthorne? <laughs> um, oh, I don't think so. Not, not you mean, personally, maybe Not just personally, but, oh, okay. Um, well, yeah, Paddy Hill was... <laughs> known to give a couple of couple of talkings to the team when he wasn't too happy with us but it was all for the best um definitely all for the best he was an incredible coach and um he always he always knew what to say to get us playing the way he wanted us to um look i think it's time to maybe look at wrapping it up just uh one final question which is um who do you think will win the afl premiership oh I honestly have no idea. <laughs> that makes uh, you just like the rest of us then? Yeah, it's a um, tough year. To, of all years, it's a tough one to follow, isn't it? Yeah, it's impossible to know, really. Up until last night, I would have said Port Adelaide, but... Uh... <laughs> all I'm certain with is it's not going to be awful. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and uh, what's your early tip for the AFLW flag early next year? Oh, um... Let's, oh, I reckon Adelaide, they'll come back and do it again, I reckon. Yeah, they've been a pretty strong team over a number of years, haven't they? Yeah, and Aaron Phillips coming back, that'll help them as well. Mm. Anyway, thank you for your time today, Cara. Certainly been an interesting chat about your football journey so far. Um, we look forward to watching your career develop. Um, all the best with your AFLW ambitions and all the best for the 2021 season. Thanks once again.
Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. It's been great to have a chat. Beautiful. Thanks, Cara. Thank you. Okay, that's all we have time for today. We'll put the lid on another episode of Hawk Talk. Um, massive thank you to Cara for joining us. What fantastic insight that was to get um, from her around the way women's football is developing and, and her journey through it in general. So thank you very much, Cara. Thanks to all the listeners. And we will be in touch with everybody in a few weeks, I reckon. We're going to go out, Lindsay and I will go out and search the world over for as exciting a guest as we possibly can. And we'll keep them coming throughout the off season uh, every three or four weeks. So thanks guys. See you soon. And go Hawks. Bye.